Welcome to QSR Nation, your weekly dose of food service marketing tips and business strategies for success. Here's your hosts, Josh Anderson, Beth Oots, and Anthony Pierce from the PFS Brands National Headquarters. Hey everybody, welcome back to QSR Nation. As always, we have Josh, Beth, and Tony here from the PFS Branch National Headquarters in Holtzman, Missouri to talk about food service marketing and business strategies for success. Today we have a legend at PFS Brands with us in the, in the studio. Uh, the Brian, man, the myth, yeah. the legend. Yeah, you got that uh, right. Brian Davis, the regional manager of the central central area, I should say. So Brian, you want to tell us a little bit about your background in the food service industry? Well, first off, I've been with uh, PFS Brands for 10 years now. I spent uh, roughly 32 years in the food service industry, part of it on the sales side, uh, part of it running restaurants, so uh, that's all I know, Mm -hmm. so food is it for me. Didn't you go to culinary school too? I did. I've attended some continuing education classes at the Culinary Institute of America in Hyde Park, New York, and uh, Johnson Wells in Providence, Rhode Island, so... Wealth of wow. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea on that I'm, one. So I'm that's just that <laughs> That's right. So one of the things that you get to do is, as you travel throughout the country, is you get to visit with uh, these food service owners, the operators, and talk to them about everything from their profit margins and you know how they can maximize those things to the technology they need to use to help them understand where that margin is. Correct. Yeah, I've been fortunate. So the last three to four years, I've been working on for our company, uh, you know, trying to figure out where the profits are going in these stores, how to track the profits better, and really dig in and find ways to fix the problems that that a lot of these retailers are seeing. You know, uh, we've come out with our own technology, our own uh, order management tablet, which has helped us narrow that down quite a bit. Uh, The thing is, you know, you look into C-Store, food service and grocery store food service, they're not operated like your standard restaurant that in the sense that they don't have cooks that can actually go in and follow a recipe, you know, open a can of green beans and and put it together consistently day in and day out. So therefore, in our industry, we have to sell a a boil in a bag that's already pre-seasoned, ready to go so that we've got that consistent product day in and day out, which in turn means, you know, higher cost going into the retailer higher margin going out the door, uh, and really a lower profit for the C-Store retailer as opposed to what a restaurant would get. One of the things I think is always very interesting whenever you're talking in presentations to retailers is a lot of times the retailers that are thinking that their most high margined items are actually in fact the ones that they're getting the lowest margin because their deli workers and everybody else are constantly saying, oh, this is the number one item, this is selling the most. And a lot with our technology, you're able to pinpoint and say, no, that's, that is not true. And this is how we can better lead you to a more profitable business. No, absolutely. I mean, that's the biggest problem out there right now is, is the retailers that uh, don't have any order management type system or you know, a lot of them can track it through their current registers and insert PLU numbers so that they know how many three-piece tender meals they're selling, but they don't know what sides go in it. They don't know what dipping cups go with it. Uh, you know, we put together a, a gross profit margin for the customers when they sign up. It, it basically gives them a blended average. of If you sell one of each of these items, this is fictitiously what your gross profit margin would be. But 
without knowing what they're selling. And, and that's the whole premises behind this order management. So we can break it down to see exactly what that number one mover is. Because it could be a three-piece tender meal. Their margin's only 47% on that, but they expect to get a 50% out of the deli. Well, that being the case, we need to raise the price of that three-piece three tender meal. Well, and you also, know. you know, that goes in hand with the portion control and the package using. I mean, nice. all those things. Yeah, yeah I mean, and making sure that, you know, how much, how often they're filtering their oil, making sure they're on programs, so that all those things, it all adds up to that missing 3%. Well, no, you're exactly right. I mean, this is the one thing that's really, it's going to set us above because, We've finally been able to, just like a restaurant would, track everything. We can track waste. We know what your top movers are. We know what the busiest periods of times are. You know, we've even dove into some reporting now that we can see what customers come in the store to specifically buy the food, as opposed to what come in the stores to buy a mix of items. You know, they're, they're really, I, I think we've uncovered every area as far as researching gross profit knowing how to fix it now I, every store that we've put one of those tablets in has seen some sort of increase on their gross profit margin uh, along with being able to know now which items to market for instance you know if your tenders are you're selling 3,000 tenders a month they're your number one seller well don't give them away there's no reason to advertise yeah. that mm -hmm. find one of your slow movers and and pump up the volume in there you can afford to take a little bit of a price break and it's not going to affect your margins at the end of the month but but here again you know I can't I can't stress any more importance on these retailers if they're going to have food they need to operate it like a restaurant and this is just part of what it takes to do that well you know we've had you know a couple folks in that say you know you know we're not especially they were Caesar I'm just you know we're not uh, a convenience store that sells food. We're a restaurant that sells gas, basically, and taking that approach to it and really wrapping their heads around making this experience not just you know incredible for the consumer, but also making it a great profitable you know venture for themselves and one that they can make sure is sustainable and have continual growth with. And this POS tab is really creating a lot of data insights to help them achieve those goals. Yeah, and, and I think I skipped over Beth's question now that I think about that. I was, <laughs> I was talking too fast. So let me go back to Beth here and show her a little bit of love. Uh, so she brought up a valid point. So when we first started rolling this out, we did the test market. You know, the employees always want to have that input on what items need to be removed off the menu, what aren't selling, what are selling. Uh, it was amazing to me four months after we set up the original one, we had a store meeting. We asked the employees, all right, we, we've got... Uh, three items that we need to reduce this menu by. I, I need your input on, on what are the three items of the slowest sellers that you want to get rid of. And it was amazing after the meeting, they came up with three of the top 10 movers that they mm -hmm. wanted to get rid of. So, so it just shows you again, as the owner or manager, I'm not saying that you know you can't trust your employees, but but they were just going by some of it was you know one item was champ sticks. Well, they didn't want to put them together. They just frankly didn't want to go to that extra word and put it together. Is the reason they wanted to get rid of it. But you know, so here again, we make decisions without having the information behind it to justify those decisions, as well as price increases. You know, this gives us the ability to go in there, make a price increase, look at it the following month or, or the next month and see, okay, did that price increase drive sales down? Did it drive them to another item? Did it stay the same? I mean, we collect all that information now. And what's great for us is we're just getting ready to annualize our first account uh, at, at May that we put the order management tablet in, and I can't wait to see the results that it shows. I, I mean, we went up a total of 20 cents. We went from $1.49 to $1.69 on chicken tenders, 
and we were still selling anywhere from 2,500 to 3,000 individual ones. Hmm. And that's not including your meals, your snacks, and, and your other items that tenders go in. But we were able to increase that price, and, and nobody said anything. And, and another great another great thing about that is we were able to, we left the employees out of the decision making and, and informing the customers of the price change because we got the digital menu boards, so we published it on there. We put it in the POS system and, you know, that prints out that price embedded barcode to put that label on the product. So we didn't have to notify the employees of a 20 cent or 30 cent. Therefore, they didn't notify the customers and really, we didn't get any pushback at all. Mm -hmm. We were able to take up that first menu uh, by $1,500 a month in sales off of existing purchases just by price increases and, and didn't get any pushback at all on that. That's so, fascinating. Well, and what's also great is during that time, you know, the chicken market, of course, fluctuates in price. So as the market rose and their costs rose, they were protected there. You know, I mean, it, it helped build that in and protection. Of course, that, you know, if it drops, it goes down, and that's just extra dollars in the bank. But, you know, that really helps determine, like you said, you know, how how you can move the market locally, not having to go with huge increases, but, but, but move it to where you can, you know, help increase margin, increase profit, and not impact your sales all through the data you're able to track. And you have that data, you just do these these small tests over the course of the year as well to see if what's working or what's not working. So That's exactly right. And great too, with the data you can decide, you know, if something's not working, to yeah. move back, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and see where where your thresholds are and where your consumer base, you know, is finding as far as the value of your product. Because if you're underselling your product, I mean, the, the high quality piece that's there, I mean, it, it could honestly be worth more and you just don't know it because you don't have the data. Well, you know, if the retailers put the effort into having a clean hot case, having consistent food in day in and day out, there there is no reason, every one of our products is a high quality product, there's no reason they can't charge a high end price for it. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the days of, of chicken tenders and 99 cent items, you know, the gimmick items to get people in that, that really maybe not have the funds to spend, but it, at the end of the day, products just can't be sold for that anymore and make a margin off of it. Yeah. Well, I tell you, there's, there's a wealth of knowledge to have, you know, at your fingertips with this new tablet. I, mean, I guess it's not really new, but it's the point where it's expanding yeah. extensively really now. Really utilizing it. Yes, and so, I mean, I definitely want to take time to thank you because I know you've been on the forefront of this, spearheading this way, you know, making sure that you know, our, our retailers are protected and that you know, we're striving to do the best we can for them as well as the employee owners of our own company. Well, it's been, a, you know, it's, it's been an eye-opening thing for me. We've struggled. You know, we fight, always fight that gross profit margin item. That the retailer tells you what they want, but, but at the end of the day, you know, nobody can make good on that unless we know what's going out the front door. You know, if you've got 27 items in there at 27 different profit margins, then until you know what you're pushing out the front door, you can't you can't promise or expect to see anything on the back end. I mean, the last article that I read, I mean, national average in the C store industry is 43%, and and in the stores that we've done this in, we well exceed that. I mean, you know, not to mention that along with this, we've put in the people counters. So we've got all the information to tell us when we should open the doors, when we should close the doors, you know, when we should load up the hot case, when we're missing sales opportunities. Uh, I mean, I just can't, I, I have not seen anything out there that surrounds everything to protect a margin like what we're doing now. And I just can't wait to see us get a couple hundred of these out there and start reeling back that information because, you know, it's also allowed us to fine tune the menus and, and get the dogs off there. You know, if it's not selling, we need to move it out. Mm -hmm. 
Well, another thing you mentioned about the, the people counter, I mean, that's also helped in a couple of stores identify, you know, lost conversion of people who were in the, the store, but the deli wasn't open at that time, and they didn't realize that they were actually losing money because they didn't think that they needed to be open at that time, but the data show they did, and by doing that adjustment to the, even the deli schedule, they were able to capture additional sales and grab some really great early morning traffic as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, one of the stores, they picked up an extra $300 a day simply because we opened up an hour earlier and, and stayed open an hour and a half later. You know, and we didn't realize that that traffic was there. You know, there's there's they've got transaction counts on their registers and that, but, uh, you know, it might be one person making multiple transactions up there, at least with these people counters and the technology that they use in those. It's counting strictly the people that walk in and out, the people to the left and right don't get counted on there as they meander through the store. So, no, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, we are more well-informed than we ever have to be able to help a business grow. Definitely very eye-opening. And if you guys have any questions at all about technology packages or services we offer, reach out to us at QSRNation at PFSBrands.com. Do you guys have any other questions for Brian before we let him go? I mean, if you're interested in any of the packages that we do offer, I highly encourage you to reach out to, if you're a Champs or a Cooper's customer, um, to attend one of our Discovery Days, and you can reach out to us. We'd Mm -hmm. be more than happy to put you in touch with that. Then also come in and talk to Brian about it with the tablet. He's a, he's a privilege to talk to, yeah. He is a wealth of knowledge. He is. Inspiration. Okay, guys. Um, <laughs> Brian, thanks again for coming well, that, in. I appreciate it. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thanks for listening uh, today. Yeah, for Josh, Beth, and Tony and QSR Nation, we'll talk to you next week. Stop by next week for another QSR Nation episode or visit pfsbrands.com.